Hello, pilots and fellow podcast listeners. I'm your host, Strategic Communications Chairman, Captain David Campbell. In this podcast, we will be talking about the complaint we filed in federal court, management's reaction to it, and what our next steps will be. Joining me to do that are MEC Chairman Captain Will McQuillan, Strategic Planning Chairman Captain Ronan O'Donohue, and Senior Labor Relations Counsel Zach Hennigy. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. To start the conversation, Will, will you reiterate why filing a complaint was necessary and what our objective was? I probably won't give a, a good legal answer to this, so I'll have to kind of depend upon Zach to bolster this, but plain and simple, it was to defend the contract. I mean, the contract has to mean something. It is the agreed-upon rule book. It defines the expectations between us and management and our rights as pilots. Uh, it's important to defend the contract. That was the primary motive. Uh, management had obviously violated the contract, in our opinion, by unilaterally setting a deadline to order that uniform um, before they'd reached mutual agreement from the MEC as prescribed in the, in the CBA. And Zach, anything from a legal perspective about specifically why we filed the, the lawsuit? Absolutely. The uh, as the as you know, as the MEC has reported, the contract's clear. Section 26S requires mutual agreement on style, color, and material, specifically prior to any change being instituted. So this is a contract violation, but it's also a broader problem from bargain from the bargaining perspective. Despite the MEC providing different paths to achieve, achieve that agreement. The company repeatedly refused to respond. The company's decision to move forward with its proposed uniform obviously was going to violate the contract, uh, and that's why we felt obligated to go to court. Under the Railway Labor Act, the company has an obligation to bargain in good faith. For instance, we'd start bargaining for a new contract. The uniform section was on the list of topics to be discussed, and the company sought concessions on that front. There are, there's always going to be back and forth at the bargaining table. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, what the parties cannot do, however, um, and this is uh, under the Railway Labor Act, is attempt to engage in self-help to achieve their goals at the bargaining table. Just like the union cannot engage in a work stoppage or walk out on strike before impasse and being released by the NMB, the company equally cannot change the status quo once bargaining is started. The company has a duty to bargain in good faith, and it's got a duty to maintain pay rules and working conditions. Uh, that wasn't happening here. The company was trying to unilaterally implement a term and condition of employment. So that not only violated the contract, but that violated the law. So by them asking us to order a uniform by a date specific prior to getting the mutual agreement, that's it's tantamount to self-help on their part? Exactly. Under the Railway Labor Act, like I said, they have a duty to maintain the status quo. Um, bargaining has started for a new contract. Um, like, that, like I said, uniforms, that was on the, on the topics of discussion. And I know we've said this many, many times too, but <clears throat> in that bargaining, we provided ample opportunities for resolution. Uh, the, the lawsuit was essentially a last resort, obviously, um, and it was designed to protect the contract, but also, I guess, kind of the ancillary, uh, you know, intent was also to um, remove any ambiguity about that unilateral deadline. You know, pilots were seeking clarity about what they needed to do and not do, and we wanted to remove that ambiguity. Right. So when the 30th rolled around, pilots would have some clarification of what was happening exactly. Right. And that's what we said all along, that we would make sure that pilots had clear guidance by the time that deadline rolled around. During the planning for filing the complaint and 
what we will do next. I've heard you talk about this in terms of protecting the pilots. Will, can you flesh that out a little bit? Well, yeah, there's a couple of things. Obviously, you want to protect the pilots from potential discipline if the company had chosen to go down that route and uh, and potentially you know pursue discipline or some type of action against pilots who hadn't ordered the um, the uniform by the deadline. There had been uh, certainly some uh, some rumors, well sourced rumors, that that was their intent. So that was you know one. Uh, one reason that we wanted to make sure there was clarity, but obviously the other part is that we really wanted to make sure that the pilots had a clear answer. We've committed to them time and time again that they would have had a clear answer by the 30th, um, by that deadline, and knew exactly how to act, and uh, that was uh, that was our desire. We have said that this complaint was about more than specifically the uniform, and I think anyone who's read the complaint itself will see that, but can you speak to that a little bit more before we move on? Absolutely. So while the company's prohibited um, under the law from unilaterally implementing things like its proposed uniform, this is about a bigger principle. We're in the early stages of bargaining. Uh, we're getting ready to turn to the cornerstone issues. Uh, good faith bargaining and maintaining that status quo is a principle the MEC felt compelled to protect. That's why we filed the lawsuit. Yeah, and I, you know, I really like the word you use there to describe that as the principle, that this principle really matters. We will protect and defend our contract anywhere it's violated. Yep, and, and we have direct commitments from senior management that have acknowledged that the contract is, quote unquote, to them, a bright line. It represents you know, their bond and, and that they respect it at all costs. And I've seen them communicate that to other people in management. I'm just not entirely certain how we got off the rails on, on the uniform piece, because uh, I think that bright line obviously was crossed. Right. And, and I think this MEC is doing a good job at <laughs> reinstating that bright line for everyone who's watching. That was our promise to the pilots, yes. Why was it important to hold our ground here? That's a great question, David. Um, you know, the best way I can answer that question for you is to say that the uniforms was the tip of a very, very long spear here. Um, you know, when you look back, and, and I mean, this played out very, very publicly. And what's so disturbing about this is that if you look back over the past, and, and I've only been on property for three years, being a legacy Virgin America pilot. But if you look back in even just my brief three years, we've gone through a pretty difficult process getting a TPA. We went through the Javits Award. We've gone through the SLI, which out of that, even out of the Javits Award, Slope and Scope were referred back to us. And I guess, one of the things I'd really like to illustrate to the pilot group is having seen how this played out publicly in a non-concessionary environment, and this was just over uniforms, I would hope that it would register the difficulties that we have in achieving um, Section 6 negotiations coming forward when we haven't, when you look back over the past two years, we haven't even been able to make any headway on slope or scope. Um, it's been a very, very difficult period, and with bargaining in good faith. So we want to make sure going forward that guys realize the problems that we're having and the reasons why we need to stay engaged. And when it's being violated, we need to defend our contract and fight for our contract. And it's just, it's time, you know. I've spent the last year, David, talking to pilots and with the rest of the MEC, and we've been very, very transparent and very out there. We've gone to um, coffee sits, we've done the flight path suites, and over and over and over again, what I hear is just please take a stand, be firmer, be um, 
more assertive in getting us getting us a good agreement moving forward. So, you know, that's just to, to tie back to your original question. Yes, it is one of the lesser issues, but it's it speaks to a much much broader issue. All right, thanks, Ronan. So about a week ago on Monday, September 16th, the company made what I thought to be a very odd statement by saying that while on the one hand they had met their contractual obligation under Section 26S, but despite that belief would suspend their transition to the new pilot uniform. Regardless of how odd that statement is, it's a change from management. What does this mean for us as pilots? Uh, For the pilots, obviously it reiterates what we've been saying all along. (laughs) We now absolutely have nothing to do uh, by the 30th, right? And that's what we've told them, that we provide that clarity, and we have that clarity now. Um, I'd say, you know, obviously the contract's been successfully defended because they withdrew that deadline and the unilateral uh, attempt to impose the new uniform, you know, upon the pilots. Um, As the company said, we're going to remain in the current uniform for the foreseeable future, I believe is how it's worded, and feedback I get from the pilots are that that's just fine. Zach, now that the contract has been successfully defended and our primary objective has been met, what are the MEC's options now? Exactly. One of the primary one of the primary objectives of the lawsuit was to stop the company from unilaterally implementing uh, the uniform, unilaterally implementing a term and condition of work, one that we had a contractual right to. Uh, the complaint was for, in part, injunctive relief. And as Will mentioned earlier, we were trying to and working under the September 30th deadline. Now that the company lifted that deadline and is allowing us to move forward um, in the status quo, the litigation isn't as necessary as it was. After careful consideration, including discussions with our legal team at Alpa headquarters and our local counsel, uh, we strategically recognize that the best way to move forward is to withdraw the complaint without prejudice. And a quick word on that. Withdrawing without prejudice means that we're withdrawing without prejudicing our ability to refile the litigation at a later time. Uh, like I said, in this instance, we achieved our primary objective with the litigation. We stopped the company from unilaterally implementing terms and conditions in violation of the law. Uh, moving forward, I would hope that we can resolve our problems with the company without the need for litigation and that management will work within the bounds of our contract and the law. But if we withdraw now, we'll have the ability to monitor the situation, make sure they're playing by the rules. And if they're not, we can refile the lawsuit down the road and we'll have that legal tool available if we need it. I think that's a little counterintuitive to uh, to the average pilot, right? It, it seems, so I guess from a, a legal perspective, I know that after, what, we have four or five lawyers involved in this <laughs> that have all recommended the exact same course of action. Um, I think it does seem a little bit counterintuitive but I think the important element here is that this, not only because legally uh, what we were trying to achieve was done, but also I think uh, perhaps strategically in some regards is the important point here is that uh, it's probably in our best interests to withdraw at this time and preserve that right should we need the, uh, the ruling again or the, the lawsuit to be filed again. Absolutely. I think there's no downside to withdrawing the lawsuit now. Um, We'll always have that available to us if we need it again down the road. Um, And I think that's the reason that we're doing this now. No downside and um, strategically puts us in the best position and the pilots in the best position. So Will, can you walk us through the process of the MEC reaching the decision to withdraw the complaint without prejudice? Certainly. Uh, We've 
had obviously a week and we've awaited a uh, approach from the company, a response, any type of indication of what they believe their next steps forward are. Uh, we've had a couple of MEC calls with our legal counsel and uh, evaluated obviously where we are uh, for the, the reasons that we've discussed here and uh, ultimately arrived at a unanimous decision to withdraw the complaint. Now, I, I think there may be a variation of pilots' perception of what this means for us as a pilot group. Strategically, Ronan, do you have any comments about that? I feel like the objective was met, um, which was the first one, of course, was to be um, protect the pilots. And Will talked about that earlier on, and it's worth re-emphasizing that we were looking down, we we're looking straight down at a deadline here where we didn't know what was going to happen. So. The last thing we wanted to do was we did not want to sacrifice any pilot um, just, you know, on, on the sake of um, the company just wanting to go ahead and do something unilaterally that we didn't agree to and try to force our hand onto that one. The main thing I really want to emphasize here is that none of the decisions that we've made here, um, David, have been emotional decisions. They've all been very well calculated out over the past year. And it is our timeline. It's our plan. It's on our timeline. And all of the claims that we made in the strategic plan, um, this just illuminates them, right? It just it just shows the problem that we're up against, and what we we hope that we don't have to continue to, um, you know, seek legal um, to seek some sort of legal injunction in order to preserve our rights. But we are not going to um, just let them go. We're going to fight for what we want to get and we want to make sure that we can um, protect our contract and move forward towards a decent 2020. So, but yeah, no, I, I, I do think that, I hate to categorize something like as a winner or a lose, but I do, I do have to say that um, the objective was, was achieved here and this is what we wanted. Yeah, I, I think that, as you said, we defined a plan in the strategic uh outline in the strategic plan, the summary that was sent to the pilots months ago. Um, we defined that plan, we're executing on that plan, and we remain quite hopeful as we move forward on that plan that we're going to see not just a change in the concerns that were, were raised, but also in terms of uh, a desire to mutually problem solve. That was the whole objective behind uh, Safeguard Our Future was that through bargaining and effective problem solving, we would be able to achieve the uh, the contract that the pilots deserve. This is just one step. And doesn't this very thing, Will, doesn't this illuminate a lot of the problems that we've highlighted? It does, and it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, I think the obvious inference on this is that um, they assumed that our agreement on the uniform was a formality. They assumed that uh, the MEC was 100% in lockstep with their company plan, and they just simply have to recognize that we have a plan too. And especially when it comes to something which may seem as trivial as the, the uniform and the overall scheme of things, it's a highly personal issue to the pilots. They needed to be listening. We could have solved this. As evidenced in the letter of agreement, the LOA that, uh, that we proposed that also went unanswered. And that's just a shame. Yeah, and it could have been resolved. And as you've said many times, we have been available to discuss this throughout the entire process, and they have not chosen to engage with us. And something else, too, I'd like to add, David, is I feel like 
you know, a lot of times, I want to make sure that they, they that everybody recognizes that we are speaking clearly with the voices of the pilots here, right? We, we've spent a lot of time doing surveys. I mean, we had record participation there in a survey earlier on this year. We just got done wrapping up polling, which we have preliminary results in on. We've just seen the company publish their polling numbers. We're listening to our pilots. We're, we're not, as I said earlier on, making an emotional decision here. These are facts. We are, we are echoing what we are hearing. And this is, this is what needs to happen. I mean, and unfortunately, it had to go to a, you know, a legal remedy here, but we don't want it to have to go to that going forward because quite simply the time and the, the effort that goes into getting a decent contract, then it would take years. But we are, we are carrying our pilot's water the best way I can put it. Yeah, and I think it's been a really interesting thing to watch and, and very inspiring, actually, to see how the pilots have rallied around their MEC in, in this issue in particular and just in general. And as it relates to the uniform, it's been interesting to me because I think we were on very solid legal ground to file this complaint, and I think management's reaction to it is uh, a vindication of that fact. But on top of that, the support that we've seen from the pilot group has been very encouraging. Yep, I, I certainly wouldn't tip our hand or give away survey results or polling results, but uh, I would say that uh, our support is almost exactly inverse to the support the company currently has as evidenced in the employee engagement survey. It's actually even better than that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no question that we are doing what the pilots want. Correct. And, and again, that narrative is still out there, or I think maybe that belief is still out there um, in the management ranks that somehow uh, we foment discontent, that the association and the reps uh, are you know, ahead of the pilot group. They don't speak for the pilot group. And I promise you we're on solid ground when it comes to uh, defending the contract and the expectations the pilot group has laid out for us. We're simply executing on what the pilots have asked us to do, period. Well, Will, what comes next? Well, what's next is we continue bargaining, we continue moving ahead, and we remain fully uh, available and willing to problem solve with the company. And that includes the uniform. If they want to, again, have discussions about what it will take to reach mutual agreement and move forward with the new uniform, the MEC is right here and we're willing uh, and that goes for just about any topic obviously that uh, is of concern to the pilots and concern to them we want to have productive discussions about uh, partnering to move forward for the pilots all right well thank you very much for coming in uh will ronan zach thank you very much all no thanks thank david thank you thanks david well, you've been listening to the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Strategic Communication Chairman, Captain David Campbell. Mm-hmm.